Sun Life Community Church came into being as the result of a compelling vision for a different kind of church, interested in what we call the Sun Life, experiencing and sharing the life of God's Son. Perhaps your heart is burdened these days. We invite you to allow the Word of God through the words of this message to bring rest to your soul and joy to your heart. to rejoice? I don't think we ought to let the angels have an upper hand at all, that we should rejoice in the things they rejoice in. So now here's the moment. If you can see me, you can probably see what's going on, will be going on, but I notice there's been a little bit of change. Now there's something else I want to say that goes along with rejoicing in a service like this. When your loved one is being baptized, or the one that you are especially uh, focused on today, feel completely free to come right up here. If you have a camera and want to take a picture, you can do this. I was impressed with what that can do by way of keeping a testimony. Ten years ago, there was a young lady, Emily, that I baptized right here. She was probably 15 at the time. And uh, it was a wonderful salvation experience for her leading up to that moment. But I've noticed on Facebook, every single year for 10 years, she posts a picture of me and her in this baptismal water saying, 10 years ago, 9 years ago, 8 years ago, next year will be 11 years ago, I was baptized on this date. And it is something that is a testimony for her, and it affirms things for her. And so if you, uh, if you want to record something today in that way, feel free. Feel free to come on down and, and take a picture or just see real well, and that'll, that'll take care of that. But let me just share a few things with you as we set the tone for this baptistry. Here in the church, for the entire year 2021, we have been going through messages based upon Jesus' own teachings. We've called the series Red Letter Living, that is, living according to the things that Jesus himself really taught. And a lot of Bibles have the words of Jesus printed in red ink so that we can know those things. Well, those of you who were here over this year, you might remember these. We had them just a couple of weeks ago, and, and then it was the first message we ever had. We focused on this. Matthew 7, 24, Jesus said, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on, upon a rock. Now, today we're going to do that. Today, we as a church body... And me, as the pastor of this church body, are going to put some of Jesus' words into practice. And I trust, as we do that right here, right now, there'll be a sense of uh, stability, a sense of uh, just great uh, stableness that will come to our lives, as well as those who are being baptized today. Specifically... The words we looked at two weeks ago, Matthew 28, verse 19, says this, As you are going through your world, 
make disciples, baptizing them. See, these are the words we're going to put into practice today. Jesus said, make disciples, help people come to receive Christ as their Savior and Lord, confessing their sins, recognizing that God has done this great work in Christ to forgive us and to give us eternal life. So make disciples, baptizing them, Jesus said, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And as we prepare to put those red-letter words to practice here today, let me amplify them just a little bit, just blow them up a little bit with, with all that might be contained within them. We could read those words this way. As you are going through your world, make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father who loves you deeply, and has planned for your salvation from before the beginning of time. And in the name of the Son, who also loves you deeply, and has sacrificed himself on Calvary to provide for your salvation. And in the name of the Holy Spirit, who equally loves you, and has been sent to you by the Father and the Son, to produce the blessings of salvation within you. That's what Jesus says we should do. All of that is contained in that baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. And now consider with me these words that we didn't touch on any time during this whole year, but Jesus spoke them. They're recorded in Matthew chapter 10, verse 32. Jesus says this, He who confesses me before men, I will confess before my Father in heaven. And Joe, that's where the angels get involved. We, somebody here on earth confesses that Jesus Christ is their Savior, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that they have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and received forgiveness for sins and granted eternal life. When they say that, Jesus says, he turns to the Father and he confesses that they, that one, belongs to him is a follower of his, has been given eternal life, has had sins forgiven, and at that point, I would believe the angels just erupt in praise because another human being has been redeemed from their fallen condition, redeemed by the grace of God, redeemed through the sacrifice of Christ, and all of the wondrous uh, meaning of that just captivates all the hosts of heaven. I wanted to captivate all of us this morning. And just say this is the most marvelous thing in all the world that we're focusing upon today. Because you see, baptism is a time of confession. Whoever confesses me, Jesus says, we're going to give that opportunity to each of those being baptized today. I will question each one of these who are going to be baptized this morning. And they will confess their faith in Jesus Christ. Not one of them is going to walk into this water and say, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. There may be some of you out there that could confess such a thing. You could stand up possibly, but you probably won't, and just say, I don't believe. 
I don't believe that. But these that are going to stand before us today are going to say, I do. I do. I do believe that, and I confess these things, and I'm going to ask them specifically about that. I'm going to ask if, if they have an intention to follow him in a life of obedience, and ask them if they have a desire to keep in step with the Holy Spirit as they walk every day through this earthly life. Confession, big part of it. And then baptism is also a time of demonstration. As I lower them into this water, now they're going to disappear from me. You're just going to have to believe. They're going completely underneath the water here because that's what baptism really means, to be immersed into something. You will see them here, hear their testimony. As I lower them beneath the water, they will be demonstrating that they have died spiritually with Jesus Christ. You see, when we receive Christ as Savior, that old part of us is laid aside and a new part, a new life
comfort you, to guide you, to encourage you, to, ex to express the love of God to you. And I ask that when you come out of this water, that you just open your heart to the fullness of the Holy Spirit and all the blessings he wants. Amen. Our fourth candidate for baptism is Chuck Ellsworth. Now, Chuck insisted on being quite formal. His, his tie says, forgiven. Chuck, you want to say a word? Uh, I do, and first of all, I, I want to say that this is my second baptism, but my first one was as a small child on a farm in, in Utah, and it meant so much to me that I went home from the, the church and baptized a cat in the local uh, watering trough. <laughs> so I honestly... At the time, I thought I was understanding things, and I realized now that I was not. Um, since that time, much has passed, and I, I just want to thank Pastor Mark, because after my wife died, she came to me in spirit and told me that there was a war going, excuse me, a war going on for my soul, and I need to make the right choices. And then Pastor Mark helped me understand what those right choices were. And I confess the Lord is my Savior. And I, I owe that thank you, that gratitude to Pastor Mark. And everybody here, there's been many supporters here. So thank you. Amen. Thank you. Chuck's wife, Linda, was a dear, dear member of this congregation. And Chuck would come to church with her on Mother's Day. Hmm and on her birthday, and we just knew he was there, but um, she would come home from church, and Chuck would say, so what was the message about? And she'd go through the whole thing, and he would agree. He would agree with what the Word of God said. He would agree, but it was good enough to have an intermediary there. And then completely unexpectedly, the Lord called Linda home. One Sunday morning while she was preparing for church just about a year ago. And at that time, as Chuck said, it was a powerful message brought to him that she really couldn't carry the faith for both of them. And he needed to come to Christ. He needed to make his confession of faith. And so Chuck, I'm going to ask you today right along with everyone else, make sure I don't forget anything, do you believe, do you confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he came from heaven to earth to die for the sins of the world? Yes, I do. Do you believe that God raised him from the dead and he is alive in heaven today? 
Yes, I do. And Chuck, do you confess that you have personally received Jesus Christ as your Savior and received the forgiveness of sins and the granting of eternal life? Yes, I have. And do you confess that the Holy Spirit has become your guide day by day and you desire to keep in step with him every day of this life? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes. I've got it specifically for this purpose. Okay. Chuck says the ties for this purpose, the glasses for this purpose, his watch for this purpose, they're all going uh, into this. Oh, well, there. We'll forget the glasses. Oh, Chuck. Upon your confession of faith in Jesus Christ as Savior, I with joy baptize you this morning in the name of the Father, the Father who loves you deeply and who planned for your salvation long before this world was even created. And I baptize you in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, who loves you deeply and gave himself, sacrificed himself on Calvary for your sins so that you might have forgiveness and eternal life. And I baptize you in the name of the Holy Spirit, who also deeply loves you and desires to lead you and guide you to bring new life into you and provide everything God desires for you. And I ask you, Chuck, when you come out of this water, that you would receive that Holy Spirit in all of his fullness and walk with him every day that remains. Amen. Now, there is a fifth candidate for baptism. Now, I need to just explain something. Not everybody who gives their life to Jesus Christ can walk down these little steps and get into this water and actually endure a full immersion in water. We have a man in our church, Vince LaRocco, who just three weeks ago gave his life to Jesus Christ. 83 years old he is, and facing some physical difficulties, and we were able to get together, and, and he confessed and accepted the Lord Jesus as his Savior. And the question of baptism has come up. How could we do this? Yesterday I was talking to my son, who's a pastor in a church in Indiana, and he reminded me of something that goes way, way back to the ancient early days of the Church of Jesus Christ. There was a little booklet that was written about 300 AD, centuries ago, a book of instruction for how churches ought to practice their faith. And in that book called the Didache, which means teaching, the following is found. Now I'm going to let 
Vince, get up here. By the way, we have this little lift here. It was required by our sacred government 14 years ago when we built this church. We've never used it. But today, it's going to bring Vince up to this spot. I think they're there, Dave. Hello, Vince. <laughs> yeah, good, just like that. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Got up here all right? Sure. That's a nice little convenience yeah. we have here. Surprised. Yeah. I've got to ask you some questions, but you can, you can look around at these people and just uh, answer them mm -hmm. forcefully, all right? Will do. Tell me, do you confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he came to earth to die for the sins of men? I do. Do you confess that God raised him from the dead and that he's alive in heaven today? I do. Do you confess that you have personally received Jesus Christ as your own Savior from sin and receive forgiveness? I do. And Vince, do you confess that it's your intention to follow Jesus Christ in a life of obedience and to keep in step with his spirit every day of your life? I do. Well, having heard that confession, oh, and let me, let me read the thing uh -oh. that I was going to read. This is what my son reminded me of. In this little book, this manual of Christian instruction that goes all the way back to the third century, explaining. Here's what it reads. It says, this is how you should baptize. Baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in running water. John the Baptist baptized in a river. Anybody here been baptized in a river? Ah, see? In running water, that was the first choice. It says if you do not have running water, baptize in still water. If there is not sufficient water, then just pour water on the head in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The the confession is the most important thing. The baptism is a demonstration that there's a submission, a submission to God, and there's a desire to receive the Holy Spirit and to allow the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide. And so, Vince? I lucked out. I thought a bucket was coming. <laughs> no, not quite. But Vince, let me say this. Upon your confession of faith in Jesus Christ as Savior, and it's a brand new confession, yes. only three weeks old or so. Yes. So you're just a, a baby yes. as a believer. But boy, what a, what a glorious yes. one. Yes. 
So let me say this. Upon your profession of faith in Christ, I baptize you today in the name of the Father, and he loves you deeply, and he has planned for your salvation before the foundation of the world, long before you were born. And I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He deeply loves you, and he laid down his life on Calvary for you to pay for your sins, to forgive you of them, and to grant you eternal life in heaven someday. Thank you. And then I baptize you in the name of the Holy Spirit, the very one the Father and the Son have sent to be your companion, to be your strength, to be your grace every single day. And I desire and, and I encourage you to walk in step with him every single day. And as this water comes upon your head, would you visualize the Holy Spirit just coming upon you and filling you and you yield yourself to his will? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Oh, God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. For your... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't tell you what it was like three weeks ago to be invited to come and to talk to Vince about salvation and to have him tell me that when he was a teenage boy, he was not raised in the church at all, but some of his friends as a teenager took him to a church. And they were involved again and again, all kinds of activities, a good Bible-believing, preaching church. I said to him, Vince, you know, after he got out of high school, he went into the military and things just got laid aside. And I said, Vince, did you at any time during those high school days accept Christ as your Savior? He said, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. And I said, would you like to? And he said, oh, I would. Oh, I would. And we took hands, and uh, Vince is stronger today than he was that morning. God has been working in him. He's been in church for three weeks in a row when he was pretty much housebound prior to that. And he prayed and said that, and just gave his life to Christ and asked for the forgiveness of sins and to be granted eternal life. All of these, all of these confess Christ. All of these demonstrate what it means to yield yourself and submit yourself to the Almighty God, Father, Son, and Spirit. I encourage any one of you who are not in such a state that you would say even now that you submit yourself to the Almighty God, Father, Son, and Spirit. You receive what Christ has done for you. You ask the Father to forgive you of your sins and to grant you eternal life, and he will do that. 
And the Father and the Son will send the Spirit to companion you, to walk with you, to strengthen you, encourage you, and make your life a joy every day you walk on this earth. And as that happens, the angels rejoice immensely. Let's bow in prayer, shall we? Our Heavenly Father, we don't get that many opportunities to do what we have done this morning. Father, the rest of that great commission is go into all the world and make disciples, baptize them, and teach them. Father, I know you're calling upon me as to to be a teacher of the word. This church is a place where we teach the Bible, where we encourage people to grow in their faith. Evangelists do marvelous work in leading people to Christ. Father, we've mostly been teaching those who've been led and hopefully getting them strong in the Lord. But Father, when moments come to see new birth in our midst, we praise you, we thank you, and we pray for for each of these five right now. I pray for faith. Oh, Father, just bless her, encourage her. Such a sweet young lady she is. Let Let her grace just be evident to all. And may they discover that grace is from the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, for Frederick and Natalie, oh, what a What a work you're doing in their whole family and in their lives, bringing them through some some times of uncertainty. Father, continue to just bind them together as husband and wife. Make them just a joy as they remember this moment they have shared together. Strengthen them, encourage them, guard them, protect them. Father, for Chuck, oh, what a... What a way you have worked out the story in his life. Father, we thank you for the memory of his wife who is in your presence now, Linda, and how she would tell us about her husband, Chuck, and how she she wanted him to be sure, she wanted to be sure that he truly knew the Lord personally. And Father, now he does. He does. And he's confessed it. And the Spirit encourages him to walk in newness of life. And then, Father, for Vince. Oh, we pray you would just strengthen him in every way, spiritually, emotionally. Father, strengthen him physically, that he might have many days to discover the, the work of God in his life. Bless him, encourage him. And then, Father, bless each one who's here this morning. They've been exposed to something of your grace and your goodness. So Father, just bless them into this new year. May they become confessors of Christ wherever they go. And may they demonstrate the goodness of God in their life. For we ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope this message has inspired you to live the sun life together with us. If you are near Apple Valley, California this weekend, we invite you to join us in person Sunday morning or through our live broadcast. All the details are on our website at sunlifecommunitychurch.com.